Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Did you miss me? <laughs> Welcome back to Thoughts by DeVille D.I. I am your host, DeVille D.I. And first and foremost, I want to apologize to my regular listeners, my daily people that tune in to your boy. I apologize for not publishing anything yesterday, but man, I had a rough one. I had had a headache that had persisted for several days, two to three days. I don't know. I lost count. And it wasn't like a horrible headache. It was just like one of those little nagging headaches on the side of my head. And yesterday, I guess it kind of pinnacled. And I sat down and I actually I actually sat down and started recording. I had the house all to myself. And the first recording, I just I didn't like. So I deleted that. And then I went back in to give it a second shot. And I really just couldn't come up with anything. It was like the the irritation from the pain was just like overriding my thought process and I was recording but it was just like it wasn't anything worth anything <laughs> you know it wasn't really worth putting out and one promise that I've made myself and then I'm gonna uh make to you guys is I'm not gonna force anything you know just to have something out there there was a time where I felt like I had to do a show every day because I said I was and you know there was a couple times where I just kind of grab whatever random thing I could find on Instagram in the moment and just and just tried to piece together uh some commentary on it just for the sake of having a show but that makes you like the news or something you know where we just have to find something to talk about so if there's a day that falls and I just don't have anything to talk about I just don't have anything to talk about so I might just you know not post that day and I hope that (laughs) y'all understand because you know I want to give you interesting things to listen to and not just, you know, me saying, hey, you know, guy was walking down the street today, got hit by a bus. You know, how you think, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, there are people that will find that pretty interesting, but whatever. But anyway, man, your boy is back. Feeling good, feeling great today, ready to get into this weekend, get this work day over with. How about you guys? So, first thing I'm going to talk about, man, I saw Luke, Luke, Uncle Luke, two live crew, Luke, nasty as I want to be, Luke, don't stop, get it, get it, Luke, said he's bringing the Freaknik back, the Freaknik, the infamous almighty Freaknik, now Freaknik is a, I guess you could call it a, you know, it's not really a festival, it's like a gathering, I guess it's somewhat of a festival that used to happen in Atlanta, and you have concerts, but for the most part, it was just like a bunch of people would merge on the city of Atlanta, and be riding around, going to parks, in the street, acting a fool, man, it was really, um, it was really out of control time, and out of control, then it got bigger and bigger, and more and more uh, explicit as time went on, you know, there's, you know, people used to just bust it open in the street. If you know what busting, you know what busting it open me, 
bust down Tatiana. They was busting it open in the streets. So there's a lot of kids running around here right now that was probably conceived in the, at the Freaknik. Busting it open in the street, acting wild, and people were recorded. But, you know, back then there wasn't Instagram or Snapchat or anything like that. Everything would just be recorded on VHS. It used to make it to those little independent shows that would come on real late at night and stuff like that. But, yeah, and then, you know, a lot of people got violated. Rapes, robberies, all that type of stuff was going on, too, during the Freaknik. We can't add, um, a slide past that because that's part of the reasons why the Freaknik got shut down was all the explicit things that were going on and all the um, uh, um, um, physical, what do you call it, physical assaults of sexual nature and then just of physical natures. You know, people, it, it, it wasn't all good. So I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, dang. So just thinking of the nature of how Freak Nick was, I miss Freak Nick, though, because I was a young boy. I was in high school. So by the time I hit my senior year, 99, I think they, I think there was like, that was the end. If it wasn't the end, it was very close to the end of Freak Nick. So I never, I never experienced Freak Nick firsthand. I just used to see it on videos. But then you got freak nick popping off and it's going and and um, uncle luke is bringing it back do y'all remember luke's freak show luke's freak show used to be the wildest thing you couldn't get it on tv you had to order it i remember being in i was either in like sixth or seventh grade and my sister comes home and she's like hey you want to watch luke's freak show hell yeah i want to watch luke's freak show but i don't want to watch it with you (laughs) That was that good J-Off material right there. I didn't want to watch it with my sister, but I wanted to see it. So, she was like, we're going to order. This was time we were just getting cable. Like, you know, back in the 90s, you didn't necessarily have to have cable to watch TV. It would just be limited on what you could watch. So, I think we was just getting cable. So, um, we snuck and ordered it like she wasn't, like mom wasn't going to find out. Ordered that Luke's Peep show and... Man, it was going down. We recorded it, too, on the VHS tape and then had to hide it from mom because, <laughs> like I say, man, the stuff that would go down on those tapes, people would be like, I remember they pulled people up on the stage, right? And the loop dancers would be up there and doing all type of, they were basically strippers that was brought up from the Miami strip clubs. So they bring guys on stage and just like do all type of wild stuff to them sitting on their face you know pulling their pants off stripping them down i remember seeing a guy literally you know soil himself on the stage he got so excited soiled himself right there on stage in front of everybody and nobody it wasn't like the party stopped or people just stopped and pointed and laughed nobody nobody was even concerned they just got him off the stage when they were done doing what they were doing and pulled the next guy up there and it just the shenanigans just continued to ensue man that, that was some wild stuff so i'm thinking damn you got uh luke putting together the freak nick this is about to be some wild stuff i heard that like uh scrappy's coming i heard that uh scrappy who else i think the brad is supposed to be there it's it's a good number of atlanta artists is going to be performing at the loop at the freak i'm talking about the loop freak see i got in my head stuck on that loops freak show now but it, uh the freak nick 
it's going to be a, a concert. I guess is how they're trying to bring it back. I'm not fully informed on that part of it, but yeah. So I guess they're going to be doing a concert, and then it's just going to turn into what it always has been. Just people out in the streets, clubs going to be popping. Everything's going to be packed. I'm honestly not looking forward to it. I probably will stay out of the city during that time. Not out of fear or anything, but I just don't like to do anything <laughs> nowadays that involves a lot of people and being stuck in traffic because that ain't fun at all, man. I like to get where I'm going and get up out of there. So if I'm, I got to find out when that's going to be going on so I can make sure I can stay the hell out of Atlanta <laughs> during that time period. So... Now let's get into the what the veal thinks segment of the show. I gotta work on my segues too. We're gonna get into the what the veal thinks segment of the show. If you're new and you don't know, what the veal thinks section of the show bars is basically where I take topics given to me by you, the listener, and I speak on them to uh, give my expert amateur opinion on these things and. Uh, you can contact me on Thoughts by DeVille D.I. the Facebook page. You can hit me up on Instagram at D-V-I-L-L-E underscore D.I. on Twitter. It's just DeVille D.I. no underscore. And, you know, basically just drop me the topics that you want me to talk about. And I'll talk about them to the extent that I understand or or uh, have an opinion on. If I don't have an opinion on it, then that's pretty much all you're going to get from me. So, the topic of the day, the question of the day was, what does DeVille know about PodCoin? Okay, not much. But from my understanding of what PodCoin is, is a app that it has a bunch of podcasts on it. And they basically like pay you, I think, through gift cards to listen to podcasts. You get paid to listen to the podcast. So, I don't think the actual podcaster gets anything out of the deal, except being on another platform, but the listener is incentivized to listen to podcasts using that specific app because they get rewarded. Um, what else do I know about it, if anything? That's about it. Yeah, it's an app that pays the listeners to listen to podcasts. I don't know if it's legit or not. I don't know if people actually are getting paid. I don't know if it's like a sign-up fee or some type of pyramid or club that you have to be a part of to be involved in it. You know, um, yeah, that's all I know. It's a it's a app that allows you to listen to podcasts and reap benefits. I think that's pretty cool, though, to incentivize people to use your platform specifically by gifting them something. I did hear the re way, re way it was brought up to me was uh, people. some people were talking about it, in it um, on Facebook groups and things like that, asking about it. Because you can, I guess, claim your podcast. If you have a podcast on there, you can go on there and you know, I guess say, hey, this is my show, and I don't know what you get for it. <laughs> I don't know what you get for going on there and claiming your show, but someone was asking the, in a comment, uh, I mean, on the thread, was just saying, has, any, do the, has anyone claimed their show on PodCoin? And 
what do they think about doing it? So yeah, that's pretty much the full extent of my knowledge of Podcoin and how it works. But I do think that's a pretty cool idea. But I don't understand at the same time what does the actual app benefit from paying people? Like how do they get their revenue to allow them to be able to run the app and to pay people for listening? That's the part that I don't get. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's, it's a business, and they're not doing this out of the kindness of their heart. So I don't know what they, you know, how they benefit from it, or how they're going to keep it going and maintain it, you know, with the whole paying people to do something that they could do for free somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> Your guess is good of mine on that one. What else we got? I need a sip of something right quick. What else we got going? Oh, man. <laughs> Y'all know about them delicious Girl Scout cookies that everybody's selling right now. I was on the way home from work today, matter of fact, and I saw a little uh, a little girl and her mother had a little stand set up on the side of the road. They was out there booming them cookies, had the trap bumping, and so on and so forth. But imagine... Imagine if you were out here and you were getting to the grind, getting to the money. You're selling out. You're making buku bucks, slanging them ginger thin mints, slanging them. That's all. That's all I got. That's that's pretty much the extent of what I know about Girl Scout cookies. I, I don't even know if ginger thin mints is a real thing, but you got this slanging them cookies and you get robbed. That's right. You get robbed. The Girl Scout, somebody run down on the Girl Scout and hit her for her cash. I'm going to tell you about that story in a second. I'll be right back. Imagine this. You're a kid. You come home. You find out that somebody's broke into your house, got into a knockdown drag out with your father, dropped him, and took all the money that you have made, all of your Girl Scout cookie re-up money, this guy got away with. Imagine that. And then imagine finding out it was all a damn lie. I know you like DeVille. What do you mean? Relax. I'm going to tell you. This little girl's bum-ass dad stole over $700 in Girl Scout cookie profits. From his daughter. Then called the police. Faked the home invasion. Acted unconscious. And unresponsive. When the police showed up. To cover it up. He blew the whole Ocean's Eleven. Over $700 in damn Girl Scout cookie profits. Went to the hospital and everything. So. I'm not sure how they figured out he was lying. But they figured out he was lying. And they arrested him. Ain't that bad. A, man. That's a crackhead move. That's a smooth crackhead move. Look. I'm not from the projects. But I'm from around the street from the projects. So I know a crackhead move when I see one. I got an uncle that was a crackhead. Let me tell you about him. Uncle comes over to the house one day. Sees me eating ice cream cone. He 
he asked me, Nephew, fix me an ice cream cone. I go in the kitchen, fix my ice cream cone. You know when you're a little kid, you get excited when adults ask you to do certain things. I can barely fix my own damn ice cream cone. I'm probably like five, six, maybe seven. So I was shocked when he asked me to fix my ice cream cone. So I fixed my uncle's ice cream cone. He ate it. And he was like, oh, that was good. Nephew, fix me another ice cream cone. And I tell him, hey, you're a grown man. Why are you asking me to fix your ice cream? Go fix your own ice cream cone. Yeah, I was a smart ass as a little kid. Not knowing that was his intricate plot to get into the refrigerator in the first place. While he's in the freezer fixing an ice cream cone, he's stuffing my mama's steaks and stuff down in his jacket. Now, but my sister, who was laying on the couch, she was a little bit more savvy and street smart than I was at the time. And she calls him and said, hey, you better not be taking nothing out of my mama's freezer. Oh, I can't believe that you think. Your uncle was dear. I was dear for my sister. And he calls me and he says, Did I take anything out of the uh, freezer? And I told my sister, He put the meat back. <laughs> yeah, the whole time I saw him, I didn't see him take it. But once my sister started talking to him and I looked, I saw him pulling the, the steaks out of his jacket and sticking them back in the freezer. So, that's definitely a crackhead move. And then to top it off, my mom just so happened to come home around the same time. My sister told her what was going on. They talked about it. He cried. He apologized. And then uh, when he left, he stole. <laughs> my mom likes to drink uh, brandy. She had just got off work. It was Friday. She had a bottle of brandy in the car. He stole her brandy and something out of her purse that she had left in the car when he left. So I know a crackhead move when I see one. And this is a smooth crackhead move. Like, brother, it'd have been one thing to steal the money from your daughter, which is despicable. But for you to come up with a whole elaborate story to cover up the fact that the money was missing, like it couldn't, it wouldn't have been good enough for the money just to have been missing. You had to actually go come up with a whole plot of why the money was missing. Because he hadn't got out to get that crack yet. That's what it was. He was stuck at the house at the time. <laughs> That's what I think. He was stuck at the house at the time, and he couldn't get out to get to that crack. So he had to come up with a whole reason and why this money was missing because, uh, you know, little lady was probably on the way home with moms, and they needed that real money so they could go get that sugary Girl Scout crack that they had been slinging all day to make them $700. See what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's how it played out. That's a real bum move, though, to steal from your own kid. To steal from any kid, but that's definitely a bum move to steal from your kid. Like, that's your kid. And she's, cause she still owes that money to the Girl Scouts to compensate for them cookies. You understand know what I'm saying? Mm. And $700, that's probably a smooth felony. I don't know where he lives, but I'm pretty sure that's a smooth felony wherever he's at. So, enough, enough about that bum. I got a little uplift story I want to tell y'all. In Michigan, this is a kid in Michigan, 12 years old. Got tired. His mom tore up her car on the pothole in front of the house. He got tired of watching people tear up their car driving past his house. So you know what little man's did? He fixed the pothole his damn self. Yeah, he fixed the pothole his damn self and fixed several other potholes 
in the neighborhood. I think they say he fixed like 15 potholes in the neighborhood. Now, I get, of course, this is, has now provoked the city to try to take action and go back behind him and do the actual work that they should have been did. They said that one of the, the pothole in front of his house was bigger than the bottom of the trash can that he had, you know, whatever he was filling in the pothole with. Damn pothole was bigger than the bottom of the trash can. And this was one of those big barrel uh, trash cans, like an industrial you see at the, at the, uh, <sighs> where do you see these trash You see these trash cans everywhere, damn it. The big trash can. You know what I'm talking about. The big round trash can, John. Big green ones. He had one of those going around filling potholes. But potholes bigger than the damn trash can. How about that? Now, some other sad news. Have any of y'all got into the, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, uplift story. Now I got some more sad news for you. The AAF is done already. Yeah, the AAF Football League is done already. They shut down all football operations. Now, the story that's being told is that these guys, uh, or one guy in particular, was trying to basically make this kind of like a, farm league or g league for the nfl but he was trying to force the nfl into some type of obligation or some type of negotiations like right now when uh, i guess it wasn't in the time frame that the nfl does these type of things but he was trying to force the issue and basically got turned down so he pulls out and <laughs> Your daddy should have pulled out. <laughs> it shuts down all football operations for this for this league. And it's like players are were getting kicked out of their hotel rooms. Like these um I can't remember which team it was, but he can't they came back from the game to find their clothes and all their belongings in the lobby of the hotel. They hadn't been paying for the hotel rooms. So they kicked them boys out. They say, what's your boy named Johnny Manziel had sent out a tweet a couple of days ago saying that, you know, if this league shuts down, that last check you got is going to be the last check that you're going to get. And it's going to be nothing you can do about it. So save that money. And boom, they shut the joint down. People getting kicked out of hotel rooms, nowhere to go. Injured players aren't getting their medical bills covered. Because you think about it, you have to think about it like this is a professional league these are professional players this is their job this is how they paying their bills and then all of a sudden to just well, come home from work one day and find out that the whole place shut down it's like uh, going imagine you worked in a plant or factory or whatever and you got up one day and went to work and the doors were just closed and you was locked out and that was just the end of it imagine how that would feel man that's basically it's what they did to these guys man that's some real foul stuff right there but that just goes to show is as much as people like to complain and talk down on athletes when they're trying to get their max deals and get the big contracts and get their paydays and play for the teams that they want to play for, as much as people down talk them, at the end of the day, the, the leagues that they play for have little to no regard for their livelihoods. It's all business to them. So I feel like the, to the players, it should be all business too. You know, you can't be loyal and put your heart into something that you don't own. 
because any day it can be taken away from you just like that snap of a finger and now you're unemployed that's why people are um you know artists and so on and so forth nowadays and everybody's pushing this entrepreneurship and this ownership because if you don't own the building if you don't own the the company then you know you're expendable at any given moment so never get too comfortable wherever you're working or whatever you're doing because just like that it could be over for you but that's enough about that that's enough bringing you guys down because y'all didn't come here for that did you y'all came here for some discipline and that's exactly what i'm going to give you discipline for the day learn how to play the game a lot of people complain about the game. A lot of people have bad things to say about the game. They have nothing but negativity to look towards um, business and, and, and capitalism. But we live in a capitalistic society. And we, at this point in life, need money to survive. You know, we don't live in a world anymore where we can just go out and grab a piece of land and grow food. And You can, but... For most people, that is not a starting point. That's an end point. That's somewhere where you, that's part of the end game. That's part of the long game. That's something that you visualize that you're going to do once you hit a certain point of success. Okay, now I can go and I can get my own land and start growing my own food and so on and so forth and be self-sustaining. Self-sustaining is the goal or should be the goal for you. You should be wanting to build yourself to the point where you don't have to work for anybody else. But don't feel discouraged if now you're in a situation where you do have to punch somebody's clock. Where you are working for somebody else's last name and not yours. And just change the mindset to... Um, to push yourself towards working for your own last name and part of that is learning how to play the game in order for you to move through the ranks you're going to have to play the game you don't necessarily have to play by the rules there's always loopholes there's always ways to work around things because a lot of times when you win the game playing by the rules They'll change the rules on you. But you do need to know the rules. And you do need to know the game. And you do need to know how the game is being applied and played towards you. Jay-Z said it best. Show you how to move in a room full of vultures. You have to learn how to move in a room full of vultures. You have to learn how to negotiate and how to deal and make deals and make compromises and decisions and negotiations with people that don't have your best interests in hand. It's absolutely going to be unavoidable for you to deal with people who really don't care anything about you because you you die today and your job will post before your obituary does. They'll probably be done hire somebody or at least interview somebody before you're even in the ground. You have to learn how to move around these people. You have to understand how they think. You have to understand their lingo, their facial expressions the way they shake your hands you have to be able to watch out for yourself you have to be able to not necessarily accept their lifestyle but understand 
the lifestyle and understand how to use it to your benefit while you're in a situation where you have to deal with these people work for these people and answer to these people it's no way around it yeah you could be one of those people that say the hell with it i'm not working for the man i'll just sit home and play xbox all day but how's your family going to benefit from that at the end of the day we're all grown men and women we have people to feed we have people to that depend on us learn how to play the game until you're in a position where you start making the rules and developing the game yourself and now people have to play for you by your rules nail that shit thank y'all for tuning in to thoughts about the video di appreciate each and every last one of y'all that tend in tune in especially y'all that tune in on a daily basis to the new wood listeners welcome and thank y'all for being here with me today hope that you heard something here that you enjoyed and make you want to come back tomorrow no tomorrow saturday so that's growing up deville tomorrow i think i wanted the episode of growing up deville that i want to do for this week i may talk about my young love life yeah i'm out of here though man peace